Hey, everybody. Welcome back to During Business Hours. We've got an interview today with Jacob Vincent, digital repair surgeons. If you don't, hadn't known him, don't know him, links are in the bottom. How you doing today, Jake? Doing very well. So where are you located? I am over in Vermont, Rutland, Vermont. Where's Where's Vermont? It's uh, it's over by Canada. Yeah, it's right. It's uh, next to New York. Next to New York, it's in between New Hampshire and New York, so it's kind of like yeah, by Maine. So too, like on the the end. So why Vermont? Is that where um, you're born? I was born and raised here, yep. And I just got a lot of family here, and I, I don't know, I love it. It's got all four seasons. Winters yeah. are pretty cold, but is that is that a thing where it's like uh, some places don't have four seasons? I think so. Yeah, like well, I mean, like obviously they have the technical seasons, but like the weather still stays the same pretty uh, much. It's like Florida, or like Florida, or right? It's or California. Great. No, we we still get winter, fall. Really? Yeah, we still get snow sometimes in Sacramento. We're in Northern California. I so did not know that. It's it's weird. Uh, most people are like, "Oh, everything's like L.A." It's those fucking commercials Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger did back in the day. So, uh, if people who don't know you, um, digital repair surgeons, right? That's your go-to. Yep. So, what That's do you business? Do, what do you do with digital repair surgeons? What do you guys offer? Well, we're a local shop. Actually, my where in the area that I'm in, there is no other cell phone repair place. There's a guy that does it out of like he used to be in the mall, but the mall here shut down, so he kind of does it out of his burrito place uh, on a folding table. So it kind of speaks for itself. So every you know we say we don't do cheap repairs, but if you want a quality repair, we do them. We're also Apple certified and an Apple IRP, which I haven't really used it that much, but when we've needed it, it's very handy. Um, we do offer B2B services, which has been actually a huge portion of our business lately, which is really cool. Um, so the IRP, how does that work? Uh, you basically sign up to be allowed to sell Apple's parts and use their software. Um, there's a lot of stipulations to it and you have to really abide by a lot of things, but, and there's a lot of like paperwork involved i remember the when they they released the uh requirements it was almost like selling a kidney to try there and is, do yeah i think they've lightened up a lot like from when it first started but i know that there is still some pretty harsh stipulations so so tell me about that is it are you allowed to do third-party repairs or is it you are allowed to do third-party repairs yes however if Apple comes and checks on your store and you're using like say back glass with the Apple logo that's counterfeit you're going to get kicked out and you're not going to be allowed to work on their products for 5 years supposedly which would be kind of hard to enforce but so so are you allowed to do back glass repairs you're allowed to do back glass repairs technically yes but you can't you have to do no logo or housing swaps because you can get housings from Apple and do the whole housing swap. Uh, some people go to uh, uh, third parties to get those housings, and right, it, it can be. But yeah, I mean that's just their rules, and you know it's it's cool for when we have needed it. Say like 
13 Pro Maxes and the 12s and things like that, where especially when you couldn't get the aftermarkets, it, it was very handy because you could just order it from Apple and program it. A lot of people, I don't know why the upsell is like a lost art to some of the people. And if those who don't know, I know you through Facebook, um, we've done a little business together, but it's one of those things where people will deny the idea. Like it's so below them to try and charge somebody more for you completing more or doing more for them. Right. Um, we, we subscribe to the, Hey, if we're going to bondo or break something, um, try and augment a frame for you. If we want those corners dremeled out, we're going to charge for it. So absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people are against that. So what's it like living in Vermont? How's business there? Um, uh, as far as business, it's, we're kind of more in like a lower middle class area. I mean, there is some upper class, um, but it's a lot of middle class and that's kind of the, the clientele we've been, we've tried to cater to is the middle class. Cause we don't really want the low, low class. Cause it just brings problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time, like, you know, people trying to bring in Walmart phones to fix, we kind of just turn them away and say, Hey, it's better to just get a new one unless you have data that's super important to recover. Exactly. Um, but as far as business, it's been pretty, it's actually been really good because like I said, we're the only shop in town, like a legitimate shop and there's computer repair shops that have been here forever. But instead of looking at them like competition, I just went to these shops, introduced myself, tell them what we did, things like that. And then it's been great. They refer work to us all the time. So apparently you guys have a population of 15,000. Yeah. Not, not many at all. So I'm, I don't know if you've seen my post, but so we're moving from here in Sacramento to Oklahoma. So we have like 2 million where we're at now. That's and uh, it's nuts. There's a lot of people, but there's a but lot it's of It's oversaturated too. there too. Yeah, true. 200 and repair shops. Yeah. It's, it's everyone from uh, Gandhi to um, little boy paps on the road is doing repairs. So it That's is a hard market. It's a hard market. We still do fairly well. We've we've grown the business. We uh, got to this location in 2015, and man, it's it's just every year steadily gone up. In 2020 tripled our market. That's and awesome. It's it's been a, a yeah. I have coaster. a lot of respect for that because like it's been pretty easy for us here. Like I said, we were the only shop. So, and we started during COVID in 2020. September oh, of 2020 nice. is when I founded the business. Like. But I have a lot of respect for everybody with the oversaturated markets. Like you really have to set yourself apart. And even though we've already done things to set ourselves apart, like we just focus on quality. Um, I just think it's awesome for people that are in such saturated markets to do well and really set so themselves out. What what brought you into the repair field? Um, I've always loved electronics, man. I'm, I was like everyone says the kid that was taking things apart when he was a kid and we get our CD player for Christmas and, you know, a week later there's something wrong with it that I got to take it apart to fix. Did, uh, so 2020, how was that business model? You were like, I'm just going to rent a place or were you already doing repairs? Um, I've always known that I wanted to own my own business and I just, and I've always loved electronics. So it kind of was perfect. I was working full time. Um, I used to do carpentry and I was managing this, I was a lead carpenter managing other carpenters under me for uh, luxury condo builders. I just saved up and saved up and I was just, it was a great job and I made a lot of money, but I was just sick of working for somebody. 
And I saved up, saved up, finally saved up enough to start the business and then kept working part time while I opened it out of the house. And then I finally got a tiny little shop just to see if it would work. It did. Within three months, we had to move because it was way too small. So then we moved to like our thousand square foot place where we are now. And it's been it's been amazing. Oh, yeah. So you, you had mentioned in the, the DMs that you had spent five years in jail. Yes. So where Not just why? jail, but actual prison. What'd you do? Uh, just young. It, it, like I said, I grew up in Vermont and also New Hampshire. So like not much to do kind of drugs. Got into drugs. Yep. Hanging with the wrong crowd. Things right. like that. Lo- loyal to the foil. And they're very yeah. aware. And they're very like hard on that stuff there too. Like so, yeah, it was. So I was got it... drug court, and then I just oh, failed okay. drug court because I couldn't stop getting high. So oh, they, impo- yeah. So they imposed that really long sentence, and then, um, yeah, I've only been clean for about five years now. But um, since being clean, I've done so much for my life, and it's been so much better. And now my but... new uh, my new fix is repairing things. So, so I'm I'm very. Uh... <laughs> When you said that, that's why I was like, I got to have them on because your origin story is very similar to mine. Like I was in drugs from 2010 to 2013 and man, it was, uh, pills, pills to patches, patches to fentanyl, fentanyl to heroin Mm -hmm. ruined my life, just destroyed me. And then it became this thing where it was like, all right, I got to get sober. Then the VA, I went there, didn't really work out, went to NA, found NA that helped me got clean Man, I had no money, started working as a welder, making what was $12 an hour at the time. It was good money. It was fantastic. And then I broke my phone. First paycheck. Shit. It was this, I don't know how to live without the cell phone. So I took it to another group member, actually. And um, this will, you know, go on in another podcast. But so basically, they had charged me 350 to fix my phone. Last paycheck, because I had just gotten fired when I broke it, and uh, got into a scuffle with the the shop manager. And uh, so he couldn't fix it. He had actually broken my LCD trying to refurbish the glass. Back then, it was difficult. He's like, oh, you know, I'll charge you 175 for my time. I'm like, what? So I got charged for him breaking my parts. I went on Amazon, bought it 40 bucks, started this whole thing. But damn, keeping my hands busy... For other people because I was just parading saying hey don't go to this guy I can do it or do it yourself for three months and people were like no I'll pay you 20 bucks pay you 40 bucks pay you 50 bucks and then it just snow snowballed but if I didn't have this like keeping my hands busy right uh, I would I would have found something to snort shoot smoke it that's a lot bad. of it too is keeping busy and kind of like Getting out of that lifestyle, changing the lifestyle is the biggest thing. The biggest problem because it think, is a lifestyle too. Like it's yeah. not just the drugs, dude. It's the lifestyle that people like. It, it, it's it's addicting. A big point of like, then it became four years after my sobriety that it was like, well, I just got ten grand. I have no bills. What am I going to do with it? That was my. I got to get some structure of where my money's going to go because otherwise it just burns a hole in your pocket. And then you start thinking I could get high once. Nobody's going to care. Um, I make so much money now. I'm doing so much. 
There's no way I'd get addicted to this again. Dude, I almost relapsed, I think, like four or five times in 2015, 2016. It was just immense pressure because of the free time and the amount of money I was making. It was new to me. So that's hard. one of the things. It, it's something to be aware of because once you start making 40 grand a month and you're like, I got no bills, nothing to do, what are you going to do your time with? That's why yeah. people on yachts are snorting coke and, you know, fucking Albanian Right. It's, it's nuts. So what do you do with your free time besides being a business owner nowadays? Um, I actually started with a family, and that's helped a lot, too. Oh, yeah. So I married my, my uh, best friend uh, since we were six years old. So um, just kind of life partner type thing, and it's been great. She's awesome. She had two little boys already, uh, kind of a shitty relationship but uh, with their dad, but it's been awesome. That's helped me a lot too. Just being a dad and kind of see, I stepped into uh, fatherhood similarly, actually in 2018. Yeah. I don't know if you see on my post, but so I've got a six year old stepdaughter and uh, we had to deal with baby daddy or we call him daddy Doug because it's D D D. And uh, so funny. So you know how it it's nuts. I don't know why people can't keep their fucking noses clean. I say it on my vlog channel. I say it everywhere. If the people Especially just kept like, their noses clean, I wouldn't uh, want to slap the shit out of you. Yeah, I would not. There was there would be no problem whatsoever. Just stop being an asshole. Great. There you go. You get your time with your kids. Yeah. I don't <sighs> think that's possible, though. <laughs> See, mine had uh, had put hands on my wife pretty badly in front of our daughter. and uh, Yeah, there's no excuses for that. He, he served his time, did his thing, <laughs> made his amends. But it's still a bit of a head at times. So it's like, eh, just get your right. Stay right. As long as you're taking care of the kid and it's in safety, care of the child, I am fine. Yep. She, she gets flowers instead of hands. Um, but man, it's rough sometimes. And nobody tells you owning a business, being a drug addict, and being a, a sole provider of a house is going to be so much bullshit until it is. So, yeah. I, I, There's, there was no preparing for that. When did you run into her? Or were you dating her at the time? Um, we kind of re got just started hanging out. I don't even know. I think I just messaged her or something, and but it didn't take long. It was like a year, two years of being together. We decided to get married. Yeah, always when kids are involved, it's real quick. We did a year to the yeah. date. Dumb decision because we went August to August and it was like 110 degrees outside and we got married. That's outside. great. We got married in August too on the Dude. 8th. The 25th, yeah. It was so That's dumb. Awesome. We, we, put was. Up all, we put all the tent things up to try and stop people from getting hot, and everyone was sweating. I think she was out of her dress after the first dance. My daughter was changed after the first dance. Everyone was like, fuck this. Grass, feet, get water. Yeah, it was oh. hot even here in Vermont, man, for our wedding. Yeah. Dude, I think Luckily August I wore is a just white hell's tux. month. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God. Like a wet t-shirt contest, huh? Yeah, it was. A lot of my pictures are like that, but hey, whatever. <laughs> That's why they're not my uh, profile pictures. It's just easier yeah. to, to bury them. Yeah, I actually think I have my one of my wedding photos with my kids as my profile picture. So I, I got I the did. white tucks on. I did for a while, and then I just kept looking at it. I'm like, I was a little bit bigger then, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. Look like free willy coming out of the water. So it was so funny, man. I was sweating so bad that the dark green that we had on was like it was a more of a like a limeade almost. 
wintry green, but it was soaked so bad that it looked like a white t-shirt. I'm like, oh, so bad. Yeah. So what are you, what are you doing or what's your plans nowadays for the digital repair surgeons? You're going to open up more stores. You're going to expand this one. Yeah. It's really hard to find help here, especially with how many, like how few people there are. There's also very few skilled work too. And like even just work in general is very hard to find. So I, my wife works with us. She does like all the admin stuff and mm-hmm. front end stuff and keeps the books and all that. And uh, then I have a tech. Finally, we found I found a technician. And he found us um, through a work program. And then nice those interns yeah. are they're cheap. Is it getting paid by the state? He was for um, for three months, but now I pay him, which <sighs> is not a problem because he he earns his keep. Man, he's great. So. just cycling those people is the one like benefit of free money in whatever state you're in. It's like, Hey, yep. special people come here. Yes. Very exactly. special. Yes. It's, that I worked ha- out for the best. <laughs> I had one who robbed me. So Ooh. that was at beginning of 2020, That's right strange. before the pandemic. And he was autistic, high functioning, Interesting. but he, he basically swept exactly up and what my sorted. Yeah. He just sorted stuff. His name was Cole. Shout out Cole. Um, but this is a funny story I haven't told on the podcast. And so he worked, it was supposed to be four months. Turns out he had been taking our trash and throwing things in the trash and then picking them out of the dumpster. It's actually kind of smart to be honest with you. Super smart. Nobody would have checked it. He was sweeping and organizing all the time, throwing away boxes, stupid shit. He built an entire farmer's market, like trading post in his dorm. And was selling parts, phones, computers, easily sixty thousand dollars worth of uh, of stuff over four months. He had. So when the principal or dorm master came in and was like, "What is this?" He was like, "Oh, this is Cole's trading post." <sighs> so they called me and they were like, uh, "Did you know he's aware? Is this under your license? Or you know, you're not supposed to do this here?" And I'm like, "I had no idea this was happening." There was nothing. So his mother called me. He's like, please don't put him in jail. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? He, he stole 20 grand right. worth of stuff. He's selling it, doing this. I don't know what's been stolen, what's been taken. We do a lot of used or like donated goods from tow yards. So he would take, every time I got a box of used phones, if it was like a 10 or an 11 or 11 Pro Max, he would take and throw it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And so he had a hundred devices that were iCloud locked or unlocked right. or he had gotten undone or FRP removed because we had introduced him to how we did that. And uh, so his mother ended up paying me the financial loss to keep him out of jail. And I had never thought or felt bad about having somebody who's special have their mother pay to get him out of jail. And then I'm like, there are rich people everywhere that will pay to have their kids not go to jail. Like the the whole Malibu's most wanted, I'm like Jesus, rich kids, yeah, must be nice. But that is crazy though, that dude. It's crazy. imagine some kid like that take, sucks that he would. I wonder why he would do that though. Like he was under the assumption it was garbage because most of what he took was either used or lightly, um, like it had been sitting around for a while. So his mind said that it was all garbage that he would take it home and refurbish it. Pretty much, it, yeah. It, it it was an intense one. Do you, are you doing anything on the content side for your store? I know I see a lot of people that are starting to do TikToks, Instagram. Um, I have an Instagram and stuff, and I try to try to get on there a lot. I'm also like sharing a lot on my personal profile, and I'll 
I'm trying to build that up too, kind of like you know everyone else does. Yeah. Um, but I do have the business one, and I I do share on there and post. And I'm also I recently did start a YouTube, and kind of like my way of giving back as well as getting as well as branding. Um, everyone always thinks yeah, that that is awesome. like cliche because there's so many people that do it. And the problem it's is just like social media. It's like Facebook. Exactly. So that there's so many people are like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, dude, I ripped off so many people's black Friday ads this week. Like I just copied as much as pos- I was running late, sick. I'm like, God damn it. I haven't got any ideas. Okay. All right. That looks good. Take it. Um, but it's like, it, it's not going to reach the same people. You're going to reach different people, different things, so on and so forth. Now there's uh there's people who like rip the content, which is always funny, but it's, it's a whole separate like repair beef in the industry. But, um, what, what's your yeah. plans for moving or opening shops? Are you going to ever open more? I'd outside like of to, Vermont? it's just hard because like, I can't even find enough workers for my own shop now. <laughs> oh, once yeah. I, once we get people like actually working there that are going to stay there, then I can actually move on but right now it's hard because i'm the owner operator so you subscribe to benjamin rosso yeah oh, i actually took pro fixer I, that's, that's what i was gonna ask yeah. that's the class that actually i didn't i loved micro soldering wanted to get into it could do like hdmi ports and stuff albeit not very well so i got into that course and it paid for itself within three months man while i was still in the course and uh, it just took off from there. His but, whole uh, store operating policy, SOPs, don't be the, the operator, be mm-hmm. the business owner. I, yeah. It's, I don't it's know amazing. Why. And I, I implemented as much as I could towards my business. It's just hard finding people. His, the way he did it, it doesn't work for everyone. But It doesn't, but you can follow a lot of it. it a lot of what he has, it's so, he needs to just make a motivational speech book because it's not for just the repair industry it's if not. you just if you just made a master class on how to teach people how to deal with operating policies he, he'd make so yep. much more money but he is so committed to this industry it's nuts he is he is committed and that's another reason i did the youtube was kind of give back because ever since i've taken that class i kind of i mean i really went all out loud though like i put my all into that class and i bought thousands of dollars worth of devices to learn on before I offered it as a B2B service from even for my walk-in customers, I would send it out until I was totally comfortable with whatever repair I was doing. And I just kept practicing and I finally, finally got it. Most people will end up shutting down either their retail side or their B2B side, depending on what gets more business. Right. Like Jesse Cruz works straight out of his house. Oh Um, man, it's so tempting because then you don't have to deal with those, the, and user custom it's trust me i'm really tempted but it's yeah b2b can be hard though because it's it is uh, hard you get the people who want constant updates or randomly their customer yeah. changes their mind that's the i don't envy yep. you no, and I'm you gotta not. you gotta deal with like wrong passcodes back and forth and like people sending you shit that's already been worked <laughs> on that you like turns into a rabbit hole things like that so yeah so you uh, did you see the repair desk drama? Uh, with the payments? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have repair desk, but we don't use block chip. So we weren't I, affected. 
I uh, I used Repair Desk for about a month trying to get them to set up. We wanted the, the CRM with the label printer. We wanted everything to work seamlessly. For some reason, Usman and his team could not get that uh, label printer to work. And we had a square terminal. So we were like, okay, well, finally, we'll buy the block chip. It's an extra 450 bucks. It just sat there. We didn't use it. We used Square on the side. We still stuck with Square. We pay 1.74 on Square because we volume so much. Um, and so, man, I had that thing in a box for the last two years. It was 2020 at the beginning when it was beta. And somehow they still charged me for each location of each terminal. Wow. So two years, they don't have my credit card or my bank info. That has changed. So they've gone through EPX, put in a manual uh, debit charge through people's accounts, which is like for a subscription-based program. Like, okay, they signed a contract or something. They have to verify it to the bank. Like, this money is there. We have contracts that say we're allowed to charge this, and they processed it to each bank. Why? How, what was it? Supposedly it was an accident. Blockchip didn't even know what happened. I got a call from the the lady today who's like up near the CEO or whatever they want. I don't know. But they're supposed to give everyone their money back who comes with proof that they got the charge and say, okay, are sorry, we're putting money out of our pockets. We ended business with EPX months ago. Basically, EPX just decided we have this bank account information from Blockchip. We're going to steal this money. Wow. That's it. So that's why EPX, nobody will contact. The business yeah. doesn't even exist. In, they probably stole 10 million. There's 60,000. Yeah. Yeah. Think of how many users there are. 300 bucks to each one, man. That's a lot of money. There's 60,000 users uh, on RepairDesk. Half of them will say, and that's $27 million. That's, that's crazy. In one, one charge. It's, it's so dumb. I was talking to somebody else in the group and we're like, this is the easiest class action lawsuit because it's not that we have to sue EPX. We have to sue Blockchip. And I, that's where it's stupid because like Blockchip, they've got plenty of money. They're a processor. Right. They didn't keep the stuff. Like there's no reason they should be able to get it. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's that's crazy. so dumb. Yeah. Because it's like. I'd be upset. I'd be, I'm glad it didn't happen to me because I'd be real pissed. <laughs> I would check check your accounts because if you have them or your contract, I should. I should check. It's probably a two hundred ninety five dollar charge because sometimes it says merch settlement, not EPX. I will look through it. Yeah, because uh, dude, it is the funniest and dumbest thing. Even imagine five percent of people do not say that they got the charge or don't even care to look, and then boom, you're like, oh shit, I got twelve million dollars for free. What the fuck? It's nuts. It's, imagine the money they're saving from that exit. This is a, a pure crypto exit scam. Literally. Yeah. Um, so if you could say, I don't know, any state, what's your choice in state for repair? Like to move to? Yeah. If you could up and move your family, start a new business. I don't know, man. I've always wanted to move to California, to be honest with you. But now I know it's a bunch of homeless people and stuff. But so bad, yeah. Um, and I'd love to go to Florida, but I can't stand humidity. Like, I just can't. Humidity go like you do not even notice after a couple of months there. It, really? I, I lived in Korea, and it's humid and it's sticky, 
And it just, I forgot about it. I hated everything about that place except for the humidity. It was weird. Interesting. Even snowing, it was sticky. I was like, damn. I don't know. I Honestly, I never really thought about it. And I, uh, I guess I wouldn't really know because I haven't traveled that much either. Like, I've only been as far as Virginia. Oh, nice. See, we, we yeah. went all the way to Texas and Oklahoma and then back a couple of times. And I've gone up to Washington and Canada and down. But man, the I drive a Tesla like a and um the fun part with owning a Tesla is the auto drive feature. It is ungodly the amount I, I want to drive with it. It's I would wa- love that. Watching Netflix and hanging out and you're like, Okay kids, shut up. You know, <laughs> it's so fun. I bet. I would love that. But I guess if I had to pick you didn't say in the US, but I would love to move to Canada. I hear good things about Canada. Everyone's talking about it. They're they're saying that Trudeau's yeah. lightening his uh, his grip on the economy. So I'm, I'm looking I think forward that's, to that. I would pick Canada if I had to move or want to or could move. Or how old are your move. kids? Seven and ten. Damn, damn, they're old. I got a yeah. two and a six year old. Well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're uh, they're a little more hands on. They need a lot more. Like they fall. Yeah. Help me, you know. Oh um, yeah. It's always fun. But I, I shot a vlog of my daughter kicking the shit out of me that'll be up tomorrow. Uh, well, by the time this goes up, it'll be up. But, man, uh, the edit is priceless because I got a guy in Armenia that cuts it for me. And uh, so imagine Mortal Kombat between me and a six-year-old on a giant bed. <laughs> it's priceless. It, I bet. It, it's so funny. So that's the good times, though. When they're younger, it's a lot easier to... Uh, yeah. Maybe it is a mold. I mean, you should it take a, a road trip, take some time off. Cause the problem with being a business owner is finding time for yourself is nuts. And are you yeah. open seven days a week? Or are you doing six? No, no, no. We were doing six. And then I just was like, screw this man. Now I only do five, 10 to six Monday through Friday, bro. See, we do 10 to seven, 11 to six on Saturdays. We used to do 10 to seven, seven days a week. And that was the single me. It's just too much. It's impossible. It's great for the money, but then, like, even closing one or two days, you really don't lose that much. I mean, see, we on average back then were taking in about a thousand bucks a day, so we were making yeah. three fifty to five hundred in profit, depending on what we were doing. So if I cut That's, that day, I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, I'm losing five hundred bucks." Yeah, and then it turned into what it is now, and I'm like, "Well, a day is like three thousand dollars if nobody's here to manage it." Yeah, and so it's. It's a different lifestyle, but I'm not really present at the store much anyway now because I'm doing my That's own stuff. Nice. <laughs> but and then I just take I take Sundays off, but I do still work Saturdays. I do go in for a few hours, like four hours, and I just I do B two B stuff. Um, and I'll that's the time I've been dedicating to like recording stuff and getting my equipment set up and learning how to edit and record and stuff like that. There's always people who would do it for five to ten dollars a video on Upwork. Keep that in mind. Editing it? Yeah, they'll edit it. They'll you know you pay a couple of times, get a couple of different versions, so on and so forth, and they they get the groove of what you like, and then it becomes like a whole thing. I just pay to have all these edited. It's ten bucks a video. It's much easier. That's really good to know. Yeah, you can might look into that. There's so many. I got guys in Armenia, guys in the Philippines. There's so many different countries and people doing different things that make it exponentially better. It's that's cool. 
most uh, most of the uh, guys that do like heavy editing, not the repair guys, are like showing the repairs because you you have to show all the ins and outs. You split the board, you put the legs in, you do this, do that. And, like that has to be shown for a step by step tutorial. But yeah, stuff like this that gets cut and mixed, it's a little easier. Yeah, but. yeah, and that's what I plan to do. I plan to do come some step to step stuff, and I'll get better with my videos as I go. It's just I'd love to just record all my repairs and share the good ones, kind of like Jesse does, but like obviously not exactly the same. But uh, I love he probably it. repair or records every single video. I don't think he plans them all, but he picks the right. best one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, he does a great job, and I've just. I was so like just happy to have him as a coach. He was he's very good at what he does. It's surprising how much he helps other people with how much he's got going on. Even with the it move, is, it is, it, it really is. Him I'd and love, Dustin, they're just like. Oh, Dustin's a little shit. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, he's an asshole, but yeah. he's a great guy. <laughs> he's perfect with it, though. It's that's the Air Force in him. Yeah, um, they're both great. They're both my <laughs> idols. So it was great having to be able to learn from them. Just, How long were uh, you in the groups before you started, uh, like, posting and interacting and stuff like that? How long? Pretty early you... on. I think yeah. I joined the groups when I joined ProFixer because I started learning about different groups and stuff. So I was right out of right out of it swinging because I'm not really shy. So I kind of just oh no, not at all. People. Not at all shy. I try to help people <laughs> if I can and put my two cents in here and there. Oh, see, I like starting shit. the The groups are always fun. Well, yeah, gotta just do put that your a opinion in, and then let bit. something happen. It, it just—it's a drive. It's the only thing I go on Facebook now for—I'll—I'll I'll drop a, hey, I want to sell this because it's easier than selling in the store, or hey, does somebody have something? That's convenience, but most yeah. of it is going into the groups and being like, did you see what Betty Sue said today? Mm-hmm. Like some random shit. Somebody Daily started. dose of drama. Exactly, so good. I yes. wish somebody would make that fucking YouTube channel. That would be so hilarious. Just one that Karen a day. That would be a, a good channel. That would be a good channel. I, I bet that Daily Dose of, what was it, Daily Dose of Life channel has, like, one for every country and, like, different niche. You just got lucky on that one. Everyone's going to be rushing tomorrow because they don't want to be closed for Thanksgiving. So the moment you're open, everyone's going to be like, can you do this, 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 this? Every mm-hmm. year. I, I hate it. I hate. I used to be open for last four, minute rushes. I used to be open for four hours on Thanksgiving, and whoever would come in would pay triple the price. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna be here or on call because I only live five minutes usually for my business. If you call me in, you're gonna pay triple. It's gonna be an emergency. I'm driving, so on and so forth. But it, this window is like an on call window, and it worked every year. Somebody paid for it. I don't know why. But they had to have the phone fixed, had to have the, the console fixed, something done. One year I did a projector, and they wanted it for Mario Kart behind the house. And I was like, oh, that's a $700 repair. I had the lens. I don't know how. And uh, I was like, yeah, I have one of those. I'll just take it off of my projector. And I think I charged him like 2200 bucks. And it was such a weird feeling. But, God, it just reminds me of the holidays and how desperate everyone are. It's crazy. It really is. But, what do you What have you been seeing this week with all the craziness? Um, for some reason, we got to get a bunch of uh, this week. We got a couple of twelve series that 
one was and there are a couple of there are out of staters they're from out of state so they're here on like for for thanksgiving um one of them was stuck in recovery mode but the other one was just a di- really dim screen and it's both from the uh, proximity sensors mm-hmm. how they get that liquid damage underneath well the what is it the wet detect apple and their fun stuff I, yeah, I they just they get kind of wet. Make it like that, like the circuit is built. To it's gotta break. be. It's gotta be. It's it's gotta be so where somebody's like, you know, we could probably increase revenue on return customers or like out of warranty if we just put this tiny wire here and it was not protected whatsoever. And if they happen to sweat on their phone, right? This is what would happen. That's literally how it is because it's right under the mesh, right it's, under the. It's so funny, but. Most customers still don't want to pay it. Even here in California, when we're like, hey, you got liquid damage, X, Y, and Z, even if it's a $20, all right, I'll dust it out, remove the corrosion. Great. Don't want to pay for it. They're like, no, it's never been wet. Okay, it's sweat. It's it's whatever. It's however it got liquid in it. They still don't want it, and they fight you tooth and nail whenever it's water damage. Crazy. It's just fun. That's crazy, because I haven't had that experience, which is good, I guess. Um, they didn't blink an eye, I all right, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for watching, viewing, subscribing. You know, share, like, comment. Visit Digital Repair Surgeons. We appreciate you viewing. Um, you got anything left you want to say to the people? Uh, like and subscribe. Perfect. We appreciate. It. We'll see you next time.